0: On a summer's day, in the month of May, a burly bum come a-hiking, He was walking down through the sugar cane it was looking for a liking, and as he
1: strolled along, he sang a song the land of Middle and honey.
2: Hey there, this is the Sounds of the Trail podcast, a place where we talk about the ups, downs, and switchbacks of trail life. It's time for a hike.
3: Where a bum can stay for many a day, and he won't need any money. Oh, uh...
2: Today, I'd like to start off with a question What does a new through hiker have in common with a new pope? Well, gee, Gizmo, you say. I don't know. Perhaps it's that a new thru-hiker and a new pope are both filled with a new and abundant love for all of God's creations. Well, that's possible, I say. But I don't know if I would lump together all thru-hikers like that. You think a bit, then you say, well, perhaps, Gizmo, perhaps it's that both thru-hikers and popes appear to only have one set of clothes. This is true, but I somehow doubt that the pope is washing out his socks at the bottom of a creek bed. The answer that I'm looking for is that both a new thru-hiker and a new pope take on a new name. And while popes tend to name sort of like Francis and Benedict III, new thru-hikers tend towards the more colorful. Names like Bluesman, Gizmo, Short Rib, Kimchi, Happy Feet, Switch, Biscuit, and Dirtnap. Welcome to the Sounds of the Trail. This is episode number four, and I'm your host, Gizmo. So in today's episode we actually get to hear from a lot of different people as they talk about trail names and what they think about trail names and how they got their own and the stories behind it. But before we get started, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about what a trail name is for those of you who may not know. Because a trail name, it's sort of like a nickname for hikers, but a bit more serious. Because I think when someone has a nickname you generally know their real name. But for thru-hikers, I knew them almost exclusively by their trail names. I would say it's more like an alias. Which makes sense. When you're on a long-distance hike, all of a sudden you take this break from your regular life and you're doing different things and you're eating different foods and you're talking to different people and you're wearing different clothes. It makes sense that you would have a different name in this entirely new world that you've walked out into. I believe the custom of taking on a trail name began on the Appalachian Trail and gradually spread throughout the hiking community. So people on the Continental Divide Trail, people on the Pacific Crest Trail, they all take on new names. And as the custom has grown, so have sort of the codes and rules around it. And people have all kinds of ideas about how you can or cannot acquire a trail name. With some people saying, that you absolutely cannot make up your own trail name. Someone has to give it to you. What other people will say, not only does someone need to give it to you, if someone offers you a trail name, you're obligated to take it. But then you'll talk to other people and they'll say, no, no, no. Sure, someone has to give you your trail name. But if someone gives you a stupid one, like, you don't have to take it. You can always reject it. As it turns out, people are always just going to do whatever the heck they want. And you end up with a wide variety of trail names and trail name stories when you're actually out there. For myself, my own trail name has a very traditional route. I was given it by another hiker. What happened was it was the end of a long day and a bunch of us were sitting around our little stoves, cooking our dinner and sort of talking about the day. And I was, like usual, talking about gear. And my friend Buckeye says, Talking about gear again! I'm going to call you Gizmo Gadget Gwen, which made us all laugh because I really just need to stop talking about gear. and But I, it's it sort of stuck with me and I thought about it for a day or so and I was like, you know what? Gizmo sounds just right. And I tried it out for a couple days. I wrote it in a few trail registers and that was it. I've been Gizmo ever since. And even now that I'm At home, my boyfriend still calls me Gizmo, oh, maybe 30% of the time. I just think it was a good fit. Other people never find that right trail name, or try on several for size, or use their regular name, and other people have really funny stories, and that's part of the beauty of the trail names and being in the trail community. So with that said, we have a lot of great stories and people to hear from today, and we're going to get started. First, we will hear from Kimchi, who recorded this piece with her friend Hillary before she left on the Appalachian Trail.
4: Hey, this is Kimchi with Sounds of the Trail, and I am here today to talk to Hillary about what's in a name. Uh, today, we're going to cover the topic of trail names how people get them, why they use them, and what they mean, I guess, in the world of hiking. A long hike. So, Hillary, yeah. <laughs> in the real world, <laughs> in the actual world, uh, your name is Hilary. Um, you had a couple of different names on the Pacific Crest Trail. Yes, I did. And why don't we talk about those names, because one of them you weren't too fond of, I know that, <laughs> um, but it's how people kind of identified you. But why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little
5: background. Um, my name is Hillary. I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail in 2014. And yeah, <laughs> I, I had a couple of uh, trail names while I was hiking. Um, the first one that came around was uh, it, which <laughs> was. <laughs> at the time, I really didn't like it. Looking back, I like it a little bit more. But <laughs> that was difficult to introduce yourself as it. <laughs> or to tell grandma that you were telling people that that was your name. <laughs> and uh, later, my trail name eventually became Slacker, which I also didn't like so much. Um, it just, I don't know, it had like too much of a negative connotation for me, and that's why I didn't really like it. And I eventually just started going by my real name, which confused many a hiker. Myself included.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so who initially gave you the first trail name of... Um, Sarge at the Big Bear Hostel. <laughs> That's how
5: that came about.
4: <laughs> give, a, give, a, give us a little input on this, because oh, people man. don't know who Sarge at the Big oh. Bear Hostel is.
5: Oh, uh, my hiking partner and I, Angelina, um, we, gosh, hitched into Big Bear and walked, I think, five miles across town on pavement. And by the time we got to the hostel, we were in a pretty, pretty bad mood. <laughs> and, um... I hadn't really gotten a trail name yet. And Sarge asked everybody to, when you check in, like write down your name, your trail name, whatever. And I just wrote (laughs) it (laughs) and it kind of stuck. So (laughs) you kind of gave yourself the trail name. So, yeah. (laughs)
4: Um, so did anyone else start calling you that after that section? When, when Sarge kind of assigned you that name?
5: Mm -hmm. Um, a few people did. Um, I, I sort of didn't always introduce myself by the trail name. I think Mary Poppins called me more than anybody. Let's talk about that again. Who called you that? (laughs) Mary
4: Poppins. Okay, so let's, I mean, especially going into something, people on the trail are kind of identified by their given trail name, right? So what is the etiquette for, like, Sarge gave you that name. What's the etiquette for getting a trail name?
5: Oh, man, it usually has to be... Something happens, you do something dumb, or there's some sort of funny story that people will give you a trail name. You're not supposed to pick your own name. You're supposed to be given the name.
4: Okay. And then, so when you get the name, though, I'm just, I mean, I know the etiquette, but, uh, Mm -hmm. like, I got my name. First, someone was trying to call me a different name than the name that I wound up with, and I didn't really like that name, so I didn't take it. I think someone tried to call me Blood Snacks. Oh, <laughs> uh, which was not something I really wanted to be identified as, and so usually I think you can deny the name and kind of keep going until you get an identification.
5: That's definitely true. You can, you can definitely, if you don't want the name, you can just say no, and you can say f- people. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you wind up with the name Slacker? Oh, I wound up with Slacker. Um, I was in. Mammoth Lakes and staying at the campground there and met a couple of kids there who had hiked the year before. Um, they had set up a slack line in the campground and one of the guys taught me how to slack line and he said, Oh, you're a slacker now and that's where the name came from. Why
4: well, I, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Um and I actually knew you as slacker mm-hmm. because of Goldmine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so trail names essentially are not only a way to identify people, but they're also a way to sort of share personal stuff about yourself with someone because someone's always saying, how did you get that name?
5: Yes. Um, so how long did you keep Slacker for? Um, through Oregon, through parts of Oregon. I think by the time we got to Portland, I was pretty much over it. What made you,
4: (laughs) what made you decide to stop being over
5: your trail name? Honestly, I have really strong feelings about my own name. I like. I have a rad name. There were no other Hillarys on the trail. There were like three other slackers, but there <laughs> <were>. <laughs> and the slack. <laughs> and, we walked into Canada with slack, pretty yeah, much. Exactly, but there was nobody else named Hillary. So okay. So how did to
4: identify? <laughs> how did you? How did you identify other people with their trail names?
5: I feel like I was one of the only people that didn't. Want a trail name or didn't really use a trail name, so I just would still use everybody else's names.
4: Like, but like they wanted
5: to call themselves. Like, how did
4: you feel about calling Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins per se, or Wisdom, Wisdom? Or
5: I don't know, Mary Poppins in particular, I liked his trail name, we had a lot of fun, so. <laughs> and Chupacabra, and Chup, yeah, exactly. So, really, whatever pe- people. We're so into it. They were really happy about their trail names, so I wasn't going to, you know, be a Debbie Downer and not use their names.
4: (laughs) How about, like, uh, when we would ask to see each other's, like, ID? Oh,
5: yeah.
4: Because there's, like, a huge... Okay, so I think, personally, I think a trail name is, like, uh, sort of the beginning of the metamorphosis that you take on on the trail. It's like you, your body changes, your outlook on life changes, um, everything changes. Like, you become a totally different beast out there. And yeah. almost when you get your trail name, it seems like the beginning of that, like, a giant change. change. Um, I mean, that's the way that I see it. But uh, I think for me, like, one of the fun games would be to look at someone's actual identification card or license yeah. and then... Not only see what they looked like before the trail, which is hilarious, but also what their name
5: is. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about your partner for a minute? Yes, I hiked with um, Goldmine, whose real name was Kale. Um, (laughs) I thought it was his trail. I was like,
4: this is a trail name.
5: name." (laughs) Nope. He just legitimately had an unusual name. Yeah.
4: Um, do you know, can you think of anybody that you could never associate their actual name with Or I mean, because the identity is, mm-hmm. is very sort of specific. Like, can you imagine calling Chupacabra by his normal name? Do you know his actual Jason name? His name's
5: Jason. Yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. And then your current boyfriend, Short Rib.
5: I could never call him Short Rib. <laughs> right. But I always heard you call him Jason too, so I, ca- I was like. I just couldn't, yeah.
4: (laughs) Well, and I called him Jason because I knew him before the trail, so it was really hard for me to start calling him Short Ribbon. he never called
5: me Kimchi. I noticed that with a lot of people and, like, couples especially, people that knew each other before the trail and were hiking together would always call themselves by their normal names, like they had trouble using the trail names with each other. Yeah. Makes sense. I think
4: a couple, there were a few people who I didn't know their real names, especially because they're not on social media. Because people sort of friend you. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing, too. Like, you know, on social media, you go by your name usually. And then you. I've noticed that with through hiking, people have their name in real life. And then in parentheses, their trail name. Mm-hmm. So they really start to identify with the trail name. Yeah, absolutely. So did you feel, like, kind of weird that you had this, like, dual identity?
5: That, I think, was exactly my problem with it. Because I felt like... I'm still the same person. I've changed a lot, but like, I'm still Hillary. I didn't morph into a different person in that sense, so that's why I didn't really like the name.
4: Huh. Yeah. Well, do you think though, if someone maybe would have given you a cooler name? <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
5: I may have felt differently. <laughs>
4: um, I got my name from Mountain Mike. And uh it was my probably like first or second day on the trail, but I was cursing up a storm and my name's Kim in real life, and this guy just heard me saying some pretty terrible stuff and he was like, Man, you are spicy, kinda of foul. I'm gonna call you Kimchi. And so Kimchi became my name. I took it actually. Uh it got modified multiple times. Kimchi snot rag. <laughs> kimchi So Chill worker Blood snacks. Um, lots of different names. People try and give you different identities, but I think maybe if you, like, feel comfortable taking your own identity. Kimchi suits me. I'm like fermented cabbage. <laughs> My feet smell like that anyway. But, uh... <laughs> how did you feel, like, because you did date someone on the drill. Yeah. And you did not call him Kale very often. No.
5: He, he preferred to be Goldmine, so... I called him that in front of other people, but I would call him Kale when we were by ourselves. Huh. it's interesting.
4: I do often wonder if other couples do that in their own private lives.
5: Probably. People, like, if I said Kale, nobody knew who I was talking about. But if I said Goldmine, everybody knew who I met. So it was just easier. Huh.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I think that's, like, really true, uh, especially if you're, like near hiker trash areas, which is oh, very, another, (laughs) another show, uh, hiker jargon. Um, but yeah, you can, you can hear people just saying all these, all you hear pop off of all these names and then someone says something like Brett and nobody knows who the heck Brett is. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite things for real. Just finding out what people's actual names are. Um, I can't remember what Paul Bunyan's name was, but it was, (laughs) <laughs> it was, I, I'd have to look it up, but I associate Paul Bunyan with Paul Bunyan, and definitely not his actual name, mm-hmm. for sure. Same with Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I think Stealth was Gabriel Griswold, so, oh, yeah. Wow. Duckets is Matthew Daly, wow. <laughs> for sure. And I'm Kim Giannone, and you are Hillary Barstow. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say anything else about what's in the name? <laughs> I
5: can't think of anything. nothing else all right well that's good this
4: is a good test and it's a good wrap up gwen hopefully this sounds right and we'll send it over to you i mean gizmo kimchi
2: starting off with that we're going to skip from the appalachian trail all the way back over to the pacific crest trail to hear from a couple hikers who are hiking right now and their thoughts on trail names let's head over to sina
0: Hi, everyone. This is Sina from Sounds of the Trail, and I have here Gabriel, a.k.a. Gabe, and we're talking about trail names. Um, You told me that you had a trail name. Actually, a couple of them. Uh, What were they?
6: uh, My first trail name was Dang, and my second trail name was Devil, and those are my two trail names.
0: Just Devil? I thought it was something
6: else. Uh, It was... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, all right. So... My name's Gabriel and of course that's an angel and someone asked me uh, you know are you <laughs> you know are you an angel and I was like yeah and then a friend of mine uh, a guy named Kale, he's like but I'm a devil in the sack and so I went devil from that and yeah uh, introducing yourself as devil in the sack is not a uh,
0: <laughs> not a great way to go so
6: I kind of X that that trail name
0: you don't think so.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think that was a difficult one to pull off. Well, on, what about on, Dang on a first encounter? Dang was uh, definitely, I think, better. But uh, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my uh, with my name, Gabriel or Gabe. So, uh,
0: but where did Dang come from? Because uh, I don't I, I don't think I've ever heard you say that.
6: Oh, okay. Uh, Dang came from uh, a girl. I don't know her name, but uh, on the first couple weeks of the trail. Uh, Apparently she had been, her group had been following me and they'd been following my footprints and I wear size 14s and, uh, the, there's a, there's a product on the trail that people use. They're called dirty girl gator or gators and the specific type that most people use on this trail is dirty girl gators and the size gator that I wear is dang because it's really big. A really big gator. Oh, okay. And that's, I, didn't that. that's, I didn't know that. That's how I got the name Dang.
0: So. Okay. I thought it was because you said it because you're from Oklahoma or something. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No.
6: I, uh, no. I don't think I've Dang a lot. I, probably, I don't think
0: I've heard you say it once. Probably, so that's why I was so if, confused. If it's
6: a situation where I should say Dang, I'm probably saying something much worse. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway.
0: Okay. So you're comfortable just going by Gabe or Gabriel?
6: Yeah, either or. That's what people usually call me.
0: I know, but on the trail, everybody has a trail name except for me, apparently. But
6: that's true. Um, you know, I'm just really comfortable with who I am. Uh, I don't really, I don't feel a need to have a trail name. Um, you know, if, if a really good one comes along, I, you know, I'll, I'll consider it. But you know, I, I like who I am. So,
0: well, where do you think that comes from, though? Like, where do you think <clears throat> it stems from? That need to have a Name is it just because it's easier to remember, or is it because people are trying to reinvent themselves? Or,
6: uh, I think both of those uh, are good ones. I uh, are good ways to go about it. I, I do think that there are some people that come to the trail and they kind of look for escape, and then there's other people that come to the trail that can't remember names. And so we make <laughs> names answer better. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I, they're like Honey Badger is a is a name. of. Oh, one. that's right. Yeah. We met her. Yeah. We met Honey Badger. And I, I remember her name. And uh, I think that's a good one. And just, it's because I know what a Honey Badger is. and What is it? They're incredibly vicious animals <laughs> in Africa.
0: But she seems so ne- like yeah, nice she was and sweet. She's very sweet,
6: but... I just know what a honey badger is in Africa, and <laughs> they uh, they are vicious. I mean, they, I mean, just if if anyone has any idea, well, if, if anyone doesn't know what a honey badger is, just YouTube it, and they are the vicious, most vicious animals in the world. I mean,
0: you told me they attack a certain what? Yeah, they go
6: straight for the nuts. Uh, I think. Uh, one of one of the animals that might might kind of that well they're they're scavengers i believe and uh, uh another scavenger in africa is uh oh man I'm going back to uh, a, a hyena that's that's the animal i'm thinking about well sometimes hyenas will square off with honey badgers and honey badgers will attack their testicles Straight off. That and sounds fun. Yeah. So honey badgers go straight for the nuts. <laughs> and they're also very, very intelligent animals. And yeah. they get into trash cans and all types of stuff like that. They're kind of raccoonish in that fashion. Yeah. Fas- so is that
0: your favorite trail name that you've heard so far? Yeah, or? that's my
6: favorite trail name is honey badgers. Okay, Badger. what would
0: you say the second would be?
6: Oh, man. Because there uh, have been
0: so many people that we've met.
6: Oh, God. Honey Badger is the only one that comes to mind. I remember G&G. That was an easy one because it stood for George and Gale, which was a group of, you know, you didn't have to differentiate between the two. You could just go G&G. Yeah. They both responded. And a uh, friend of mine got named Eggplant because she was wearing purple. That was for me. Oh, you named her. Okay. Oh, named that was her, me. Right. That
0: was me. Yeah, that's because friend. everything she was wearing—her buff, like her headband—was yeah, was that purple. color. Her sunglasses had that tint to them. Yeah. Then she had the like the puffy down jacket that was mm-hmm. also the same color. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if she actually took on that name though. I don't know if it stuck. Then oh, she tried know. to make it stick. Oh,
6: the, oh, I don't know if it did stick or not. Last yeah. time, I, last time I, I know it was it was eggplant. Uh, there was, uh, there was Windy Bird and Starfish. I don't think I'm with them.
0: Well, let me ask you something. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I take this personally, but there is like a certain stigma to not having a trail name. Do you feel that at all or no?
6: Oh, I don't really, I don't really care what other people think to be honest with you. No, that's
0: great. But don't you I, feel that people think a certain way of it or no?
6: Um... I think that the people who are really into trail names probably do think that there's something to it, but for for most of the hikers, you know, the the through hikers, they, they I don't think they really pay much attention to trail names, just it's more of a being able to communicate with somebody.
0: Yeah. That's, and remember their name. Yeah, and remember their name.
6: <laughs> and, well, I mean, Gabriel's a pretty unique name. Well,
0: so. my name's Sina, yeah. so, so no one remembers that. I ever. remember your name. Yeah, but it's because we've hiked hundreds of miles at this point. That's true. So, (laughs) Um, but anyway, there we have it from Gabriel, a.k.a. Gabe, a.k.a. Dang, and also, (laughs) I can't even say the last one.
6: You're not
0: going to say that? No, no. He can say it. Go ahead.
6: No, that's all right. All right. Well,
0: there we have it. Sounds of the Trail, people. Out. Hi, this is Saina from Sounds of the Trail. I'm here with my friend, my new friend, Pilgrim. Hi, Pilgrim.
7: Hello, how are you?
0: (laughs) I'm great. So this theme, uh, what we're talking about this week, is trail names. And of course, I believe you named yourself? or
7: I I named myself. I took the name from the Camino, Santiago, when I, I hiked it last spring. And there, everybody was Pilgrims. So uh, I took the name and used it on the Appalachian last summer and just continued uh, with the name.
0: Okay. I hope you can hear that with the train in the background. Um, right now we're waiting out a storm. There's supposed to be a storm coming in. Um, but Pilgrim has some amazing stories. And one thing about the trail names that a lot of people don't know just for the non-hikers or non hikers is that, you know, you normally get given a name. So Pilgrim's very unusual in the fact that he actually named himself, which I think is incredibly brave, and I love that name,
7: Pilgrim. Well, I'm on a three-year journey, and uh, I retired. So for the next three years, uh, this is the second year, I am hiking. And uh, uh, so I am on a quest to find, uh, I guess, wisdom and gnosis and... uh, it's working out quite well.
0: That's amazing. So you said this is the second year. What's in store for you next year?
7: Uh, probably Australia. Go to Perth and hike, uh, hike a trail there. That's a 1,000 kilometers going south along the Australian coast.
0: That's amazing. And you said last year, what did you do? did you do part of the AT as well? I did
7: the, the northern half of the AT, starting at Katahdin.
0: Wow, and that's the Appalachian Trail. That's the trail that uh, Kimchi is on right now and doing interviews on just so. So that's the Appalachian Trail just for you people. So that's the one on the East Coast, whereas the Pacific Crest Trail, is on the West Coast. Yes. Okay. And you said you did the Camino last year? Was it last year or a p- yes, couple of years ago? Yes, last
7: spring. I started last year, uh, May 10th. Wow. St. John in France, just below the Pyrenees. And then took 36 days to hike uh uh, from there to the ocean.
0: That's amazing. And you said you were doing it again, right?
7: I want to the, go back yeah. and do it next fall uh, wow. with some friends I met on the Camino. Wow.
0: Yeah. So what would you say? Because you've experienced all of them. I mean, not all of them, but at least the Camino, the AT, and now the PCT, all within the space of a year. What do you see as, like, the main differences?
7: Well, the Camino, you're only carrying your sleeping bag and clothing. And there's all kinds of services on the trail. Like you can stop for coffee in the morning, a beer in the afternoon, and yeah. you stay at these hostels called albergues. And it's just a total party,
0: <laughs>
7: and, and a walk through history. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that. I mean, I was reading on it a little bit because you got me a little bit more interested in the Camino. And I mean, they've been doing it since the Middle Ages.
7: Uh, so longer. That- Longer. Has it
0: been, well, I know the Christians were doing it. They were, and
7: they were actually, the pagans were doing it too.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't get into that with, with, yeah. on the Wikipedia page I was reading. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, but what about the PCT? What do you think about the PCT so far?
7: Because um, we were discussing it a little bit before. It's, it's very different in that you are in the open all the time and that the Appalachian is like a a green tunnel, and here you are, you know, you are outside all the time, and, um, well, so far this spring, the weather has been cool to cold,
2: <laughs> Which is not normal, people. Normal- hey, this is Gizmo, just, uh, interrupting to say that the wind was really loud for this section, and so I'm, I sort of muted it, but the recording will be right back.
7: Yes.
0: Yeah. Is the culture any different, do you feel, like, just between the Appalachian Trail and the PCT? Well,
7: on on the Appalachian, you end up staying at the shelters and you always a group of people there every night. Here, you, and you generally don't use a tent very much. Uh, Here, you use a tent every night and you're often camping by yourself. So, uh, the people contact on this trail is much less than on the Appalachian.
0: Okay. But the people that you tend to see here, are they oh, the same kind? fabulous,
7: yes. No.
0: Yes. They are? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Well, we here we have it. in Pilgrim, where are you from again?
7: I'm from uh, Canada, a uh, small town south of Toronto. But you were born, were you
0: born in Canada? No, I
7: was born in Denmark. I came to Canada when I was 10.
0: Oh wow! And
7: Yataladensk.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, what got you into the hiking? Was it just recently with the retirement, or it seems like like your well, whole life is kind
7: of... It's it's retirement, and uh, I I'm gonna at the end of this month I'll have my 69th birthday, <gasps> and uh, I'm still going strong.
0: That's amazing! What an inspiration, right? Okay, here we have it. Sounds of the trail. Signum Pilgrim out. Hi, it's Sina from Sounds of the Trail again. This uh, week we're talking about trail names. And uh, for the people that are wondering, because I've had some friends ask me, Sina, what's your trail name? I don't have one, is the answer to that question. And I'm okay with that, actually. Um, I know it's quite a game. It's one of those things that, you know, you're <laughs> blessed with one. I actually had somebody ask me this at McDonald's the other day. When we got to McDonald's um, and they said, hey, have you been lucky enough to get a trail name yet? And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because lucky is not the word I would describe to have a trail name. Like I'm unlucky because I don't have one that tends to insinuate that, which I don't agree with. Um, I met plenty of people. You know, last year as well, I actually w- would bring fruit and trail magic While day hiking in the Algo section. And I met quite a few hikers with no trail names. And I didn't care about that. You know, some of these people were amazing. But even then, they were almost apologetic when I asked them their names. I'd be like, you know, what's your name? They're like, oh, I don't have a trail name yet. And that's okay. I say embrace it. If you don't have a trail name, who cares? Your real name is just as good, if not better. Um, It's probably just easier to remember, you know, something else. A story attached to a trail name. You know, that, that is easier to remember for most people. So, I do get the significance of it, and I'm sure it's fun coming up with the name, but there shouldn't be a stigma attached with not having a name. That's what I don't agree with on the trail. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I've seen some people's faces when I tell them my name. Some people don't care. They're just like, great, Sina, nice to meet you. But some people are like, oh, you, that, is that your trail name? Like They get confused. I'm like, no, it's just my name. Um, <laughs> but that's probably just because I have a unique, odd name. So, But I love Sina. I will embrace it until I find another uh, name that encompasses who I am. Some people have suggested certain trail names to me, but they just don't ring true for who I am so I refuse to give them and I don't even want to tell the stories of them because I don't want any of those names to stick they're just really bad trail names in my opinion so what I say to some people and I've actually met someone who didn't like their trail name but they they kept going with it um and for those people I say just don't even go with it if you don't like your trail name throw it away and like Pilgrim does uh did um Come up with your own name. If you really want a trail name and nobody seems to, you know, know you as well as you know yourself, come up with a name for yourself. Who says that it's bad? You know, there's no set rules on the trail. Um, And I say break the rules if there are. I know there's some unspoken rules, but, you know, who cares about those? It's the trail. It's not time for those type of silly man, man rules, you know. So, come up with some names. See what you like. See if a friend can name you one of those if you're really, really against naming yourself. And go from there. And that's all I have to say about, you know, trial names. thought there was something else, actually. Um, Hmm. No, can't think of it. But yeah, that's what I say. I say make up your own name if you really, really want a trial name. Otherwise, embrace your name. And... Don't let the others get to you if they make you feel bad about having a trail name. Because some people will make comments. I've heard a couple of comments already, which are not okay in my opinion. Um, in my humble opinion, I have lots of opinions about this. Because it's just silly. It's silliness. In the big scheme of things, trail names are just something fun. And they, they should stay that way. They shouldn't get serious. Okay, there we have it. Sign it from Sounds of the Trail, out.
2: Well, for an episode on trail names, we sure heard from a lot of people who did not have a trail name. So before we move on to other things, because I have a few more clips for us today, we'll hear from one more person about trail names. Go ahead and introduce yourself again.
1: Jesse Silverman, Brooklyn, New York, Dirt Nap.
2: I didn't get the whole Dirt Nap story, so why don't you go ahead and give us a quick rundown on how you got the name Dirt Nap.
1: Um, I gave myself the name Dirt Nap. Uh, it was a name that I was referred to by a hockey-playing friend of mine prior to the trail who would tell me to go take a dirt nap. Hold
2: on a minute. I thought you weren't supposed to give yourself your own trail names.
1: There ain't no rules. You can do whatever the fuck you want, first off.
2: I'm going to have to bleep that.
1: <laughs> first off, there are, there are no rules. Nobody can give you a name that you don't want. Um, I... Decided to be proactive and take a name that I thought I liked, thinking that nobody else could probably come up with a name as good or better.
2: <laughs> so, your official trail name was Dirtnap. Did you have any other trail names or nicknames that you went by on the trail?
1: People um, had a difficult time remembering Dirtnap or. The Dirt Nap that they conceived of was different from the Dirt Nap that I had conceived of. Biscuit spelled nap with, or she thought it referred to nappy hair, and she spelled, spelled it, it with a break. K as if you were napping a, a stone. Um, several other people had difficulty distinguishing between Dirt Nap and Dirt Bag or Dirt Man. It was a surprisingly difficult name for people.
2: What did it feel like to take on a new identity? Do you feel like your trail name at all affected your experience on the trail?
1: Um, No. I don't think it did. Um, I should say Teal often referred to me as Mr. Knapp. That's because he was very formal.
2: (laughs) Well, if there's any one takeaway from listening to all of these trail name stories is that having the wrong trail name is sort of like wearing shoes that are two sizes too small. Eventually, they're not going to work out for you, and you'll have to swap it out for something better. And remember, you can do whatever the heck you want. (laughs) If you are out there and you have a very good trail name story, or even just a sort of good, or kind of interesting trail name story, I would like to hear it. Um, Please check out our website for some more details. If I can get enough trail name stories, I'll put together a trail name special with everyone's stories. So check out the website at www.soundsofthetrail.com for some more details on that. Anyhow, now that we are done talking about trail names, we're going to switch over and catch up with Kimchi where she's at on the Appalachian Trail, and hear from some of the people that she's been hiking with. And to wrap it all up, we have an interview with Kimchi and Max Heap at the very beginning of the Appalachian Trail. Or at the very end, depending on your perspective. Anyhow, I think the episode's a real treat, and I'm excited to sort of include it at the tail end of this episode. With that said, back to Kimchi. Hey, this
4: is Kimchi here uh, for Sounds of the Trail. I am in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is a tourist trap, Um, it's pretty interesting, I think there are about 14 different places to get funnel cakes and postcards and they even have a Ripley's believe it or not here. Um, They also have a great supportive place for hikers called the NOC, which actually the NOC is all over this area, it stands for Nantahala Outdoor Center, but there you can get a free shower which is totally awesome, you can charge all of your electronic devices as long as you want all day long. And you can feel free to pick through their hiker box, which we can talk about hiker boxes another time. That wasn't very impressive, and actually on the Appalachian Trail, or Appalachian Trail, however you prefer to say it, I haven't seen any good hiker boxes yet. Namely, probably because you can go into town to resupply, I don't know, every 20 or 40 miles, (laughs) which is not the case on some of the other long-distance trails in the country. Um, It's been a crazy week. It's been kind of a big week. I took my first zero last week and went whitewater rafting at the other NOC, um, which is near Bryson City. And I actually was lucky enough to float with a company who loves through hikers. Um, And they support us a great deal, and they're nice enough to let us go float the river, the Nantahala River, for $10. They'll actually guide you if you want, but you're also welcome to go unguided. The company's called Rolling Thunder. Um, if anyone ever hikes the Appalachian Trail, they need to stop there. You should take your first zero there if you haven't taken any. Um, there's a bunkhouse. They'll shuttle you. You can stay in the bunkhouse. They have a kitchen. Man, it was like a slice of heaven. And they're just some of the coolest guys ever. Super fun. Um, it was there that I met a bunch of other through hikers. The Appalachian Trail is is very different than the Pacific Crest Trail and in the fact that... There are just a lot of different kinds of hikers on this trail. Um, I feel like on the PCT you had a lot more ultramarathoners, and then you had kind of newbies who are figuring it out, and then you just had steady hikers. Uh, The Appalachian Trail has a lot of different varying social hikers. Uh, There are people who like to party, who take it slower, there are people who are just taking it slower anyway because there's a shelter every 10 miles, there are people who are doing long miles, like 30 miles. Um, there are people in the middle like me who are doing like 20 mile days. Um, I've gotten myself up to the point where I'm doing 20 miles a day, I would say fairly comfortably. Um, this trail is very hard. I think I mentioned this before. It's a lot more up and down. It's humid. Um, you can chew the air. Nothing ever dries here. Everything's wet all the time. (laughs) We're in a temperate rainforest. Um... But basically, just a lot of stuff has been going on. I was hiking with Storybook, and she left me to go on her own journey. Uh, mainly, she wanted to do a lot more miles a day. She's a really fast, fast and vigorous hiker. She and she enjoys every single moment of pushing herself. And I like to go a little slower, take my time, look at the flowers, look at the mushrooms, look at the trees, look at the salamanders, look at the snakes. Uh, so a twenty for me is it's just about right I'll take a 20 and 20, 20s are big miles I think for most, they're average miles for a lot of thru hikers uh, luckily found a new partner i um, not really by myself just yet although I'm sure I'll be by myself and I think maybe that's a good good point of being on the trail but I'm hiking with a great guy named Yoshi or Yogi um, who I've interviewed at Klingman's Dome good guy, super fun uh, really laid back Um, very easy to hitch with and talk with and hang out with and things are good it's just another sign of the trail changing trail changes all the time people change all the time life changes all the time Um, learning a lot and of course answering a lot of questions for myself and getting on with getting on want to talk a little bit more about some of the other experiences I had but wanted to keep it short Uh, definitely going to go to Trail Days on the e- uh, in Damascus here. So I'll be heading up to Damascus tomorrow night. And I will definitely be interviewing a ton of different hikers about different things uh, so you guys can get a feel for what the Appalachian Trail is really like and just how different it is um, compared to the PCT and you know just how different people are doing their miles and what kind of practices they have and what hurts and what doesn't hurt. For me, I'm doing really well this year as far as injuries go. My feet are looking great. I only have one blister, which is amazing. Last year I had some of the worst feet on the Pacific Crest Trail, and I think that's largely due to the fact that I'm wearing Salomon trail runners that are a size and a half too big, and they're great shoes, and also wearing some insoles, uh, which I didn't do last year. Totally worth the extra bucks. And um, I love my new tent, which is a big Agnes tent. Totally into it. I like it a lot better than my tarp tent. It's very lightweight. Uh, again, I'm going to have to stress that keeping your pack weight down definitely makes the day a lot nicer. So if you can do that, do that. that's good. But, yeah, I don't know. This trail is, is treating me well so far. It's much more mentally challenging, more physically challenging for sure. And I'm just kind of going with the flow and trying to figure out what the rhythm is going to be. But, like the trail, it always changes. Hope you guys are doing well out there. And I'll try and give you way more details about... What's going on with the Appalachian Trail, Appalachian Trail, as I, as I move steadily forward. But right now, it's, it's wet. <laughs> it's wet and damp and uh, really green. Lots of green. Walking through a green tunnel nonstop. But we're in the Smokies here, so I'm going to get going. Going to take a couple of days off the trail to go specifically hiking only in the Smokies. Enjoy the national park do trails that are off the Appalachian Trail in the Smokies, and uh, I'll get back to you from Damascus. Hope you guys are having an awesome time out there. And I'm out. Hey, this is Kim Chi with Sounds of the Trail, and I am standing at the highest point of the Appalachian Trail with Yogi. Yogi is a pretty cool dude. Met him a couple of days ago, and we've kind of been catching up with each other. He's a little more relaxed, even though he can do way more miles than me. Um, So, Yogi, what do you think about being on the top, top toppest, highest part of the Appalachian Trail?
3: I feel really hungry, (laughs) but (laughs) um, that's probably just because I didn't eat enough for lunch. Uh, The highest is just beautiful. It's really awesome.
4: Yeah, what else is going on up here? What do you think about that storm that's about to roll in?
3: Um, I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. I feel like we'll probably get to the shelter in time. If we don't, it won't be too long. Uh, it's very touristy up here, though. There's a lot of people who don't smell as bad as I do. <laughs> There's only a couple of thru-hikers.
4: So what do you think was your favorite part of the day today so far? How many miles have you come to get to this point today and what's your end goal and what was what your favorite part of the day today? Uh,
3: I believe I, this is mile 16 to get here. Uh, four more miles to go uh, so that would be a total of 20 miles for the day. It's what like 2.30 p.m. something like that so uh, dinner time when we finished the four hours or the four miles I'll be really happy. I don't know, four miles would probably take about two hours.
4: But what was your favorite part of the day today? Was it eating something? Because uh, Yogi <laughs> Yogi eats a lot of food, and I think his pack weighs about 45 pounds because of all the food he's carrying. Uh, I don't know, what was your favorite part of the day today?
3: Um, I'm really hungry right now, which is why food's on my mind. Probably because we stopped hiking for a bit, and so now <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I need to eat food. But my favorite part of the day was, like, uh, we walked through this really, like, wildernessy area, and it was like moss-covered trees, trees that were fallen with moss everywhere. It kind of reminded me of, uh, what was it, um, Little Red Riding Hood. I don't know, it's just like a storybook forest. It was awesome.
4: Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me interview you. I will stop talking now so we can go get to the shelter and eat some food. I'm also starving. Um, that's it. I'm out for now. And thanks to Yogi for talking to me at the top of Klingman's Dome. Which is again the highest point of the Appalachian Trail. Um, what's our elevation here? 6,643. 6,643. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, we climbed all the way up here from what today? We went down to 1,000 something, didn't we?
3: Oh uh, no, that's when we go all the way down out of the Smokies. Um, we started at like. I don't know what the lowest point we were at because we were at like 5,000 last oh, night. Oh, right, but we went, went down. Down, <laughs> we went up and down.
4: The Appalachian Trail is uh, actually infamous for that giant up and down. So, all right. No. Clingmans Dome
2: in the Smokies, and we're out. For our very last interview, we're going to do something cool that you can only do in podcasts, at least for the time being. And take a jump backwards through both space and time to Springer Mountain with Kim Chi. Hey there, this is Kim Chi with Max Heap,
4: and he is a southbounder on the Appalachian Trail. He is about to finish his whole entire southbound through hike. Um, this is a pretty exciting time for me because I get to get a lot of information that most people won't <laughs> get to get because <laughs> he's already done it all. Uh, Max. Um, yeah. I guess, tell me, when did you start?
8: Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, it is the end of April right now. And 10 months ago, uh, early July, I started. I summited Mount Katahdin in Maine. I hiked for four months, and then I was injured. I got plantar fasciitis in my left foot and was off the trail for four months uh, rehabbing. And then I've been back on two months. Uh, So it's been about a six-month hike, and it ends uh, tomorrow morning.
4: So, uh, out of, I'm supposed to ask you certain questions like, uh, what, what were you scared of when you started and kind of what were you looking forward forward to? This is mostly for people who are, who are starting now. So this will be nice to hear you like say what you were scared of when you started and what, I don't know, just what you expected out of the trail. And I guess what happened?
8: Okay, um, well, let's see. One of the things I feared in the beginning was the black flies in Maine because they make such a big deal. There's a lot of publication about it. I started on July. I saw it at Katahdin July 1st. Um, oh, brutal. <laughs> and, um, but I found, uh, so I'm from Minnesota, and we have uh, a lot of water and therefore a lot of mosquitoes there. Um, I found the mosquitoes in Maine to be a lot more of an issue than black flies. So that was an early fear that you know sort of turned out not to be uh a big deal, so
4: out of the trail what do you what do you think you got the most out of the trail what were the what were the two biggest best parts the best things you liked about the trail, and what were two of the things that you just didn't really i don't know they were just challenging for you
8: let's see uh the first the biggest thing that I think I've learned on the trail or uh, the thing that surprised me was the people part of it so um I chose to do a southbound through hike partly because it's it's said that it's more there's more solitude and, and that kind of thing when you go south, because it's a lot less people that do it. Um, I was sort of expecting to hike alone and spend a lot of my time alone. And then right away at the beginning, I just fell into a great group of, uh, I think, about eight people. Um, and we ended up hiking like uh, 1,300 miles together. And I would have, you know, had I not got injured, I would have continued to finish. Those guys all summited uh, around Christmas, which was what the plan was, but... Uh, so that meeting all those people um took me by surprise, and it 's we've we are all real I consider them very good friends now um let 's see I think another thing that really surprised me about the trail is so i 'm fifty i 'll be fifty two at the end of wow. this year, and um I thought that at my age um I was past the point where I would have that feeling you had when you were a kid when you were really proud of yourself for doing something. And uh, I ha- I've had that so many times along the way on the trail, fording a difficult stream or making a, you know, getting over a really difficult climb or, you know, just besting yourself, uh, pushing yourself to do more miles than you did before or whatever. Um, I found myself just with, like, in a very childlike, sincere way, just being really proud of myself for an accomplishment. And I, that's something I hadn't felt in, in a long time, so... As far as things I didn't like on the trail, you know, I, I I don't want to sound like Pollyanna and everything's rose-colored glasses, but I really there's really not much that I mean. I just I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. I did. I had tough days. I had days which I would have gladly opted out of if I could have. Deep snow. Um, a period of four days that I spent where I never saw another person. Um, uh, you know, really cold rain and stuff like that. And certainly I'd rather do without those, but by and large I thought the experience was great and the people were phenomenal.
4: So you only have eight miles left. <laughs> eight glorious miles. Yeah. What do you think's going to be going through your head when you get to Springer Mountain, the end, the south, the southest <laughs> yeah. part of your
8: end? Well, I've been so emotional the last few days that I sort of wonder if maybe I've... Um, you know played it a little bit and that maybe you know maybe i won't lose it i i'm not sure i may lose it on the on springer i'm i'm kind of by nature a bit of an emotional person like i'll tear up at movies and stuff like that and uh but um yeah mostly uh you know i'm just gonna really enjoy the ride tomorrow um uh the trail has exceeded my expectations you know i mean i've talked a lot more, sort of more a little bit about some of the social aspects and but the truth is the the nature has just been spectacular and uh it's just that you know after a couple of thousand miles you're very used to it and it's it doesn't it no longer stands out as much although you know the the odd view here and there where you see something really spectacular but i mean the woods have just Absolutely delivered. I have, uh, in a very sincere way, I have a lot of respect for the trail itself. And, uh, and I always feel like when I forget that, if I start screwing around, I like to run on the trail. And if I start running downhill too much, the trail will usually trip me up and uh, remind me to have some respect for it. So. anyway.
4: I totally know what you mean.
8: Yeah.
4: Well, hey, congratulations. Kind of Thanks. a big deal. This is your first through hike, it right? It
8: is. Yeah, it's far out. I'm, I'm extremely happy and pretty proud of this beard I grew on the trail. Your beard yeah. is
4: pretty epic. <laughs>
8: <laughs> also,
4: I mean, just to say this, to give you kudos, so very few people actually finish southbounding. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, northbounders are kind of we're all one in the same but southbounding is really legit it's the real deal you go Mm -hmm. through a lot of challenges on the trail and off the trail so congratulations to you and
8: thanks for letting me talk to you oh yeah and as you know my thought on that is that i I mean i understand what people mean about maybe some of the challenges for southbound but uh, i have equal respect for whether somebody goes north south section uh you know through hike whatever if they've done the trail i mean my hat's off to them because i just feel like uh it it's it, it says a lot about a person. So
4: mm. I agree with that. The trail yeah. is for everyone. So yeah. Yeah. thank you. Right
8: on. You're welcome. All right. I'm a big rock. Candy mountain.
4: Thank God we are in a shelter. The storm is pretty brutal. Um, We came up to the top of the mountain earlier today. I knew it was gonna rain. Um, We haven't really been staying in shelters too much because frankly, you have to get to a shelter early to actually be able to get a space in them. Um, So we did that today. We only climbed in, we climbed maybe seven and a half miles um sky looked a little rough so we decided to lay in this beautiful shelter and take a nap and we did that and met a couple of other hikers and now it is just pouring and lightning and thundering and everything looks completely ghostly and insane and i am so glad i'm not in my tent the at is really 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 great for this i'll take a shelter take a shelter any night when it's pouring rain just like this.